testing. One, two, three. Good. Testing. Let me test my voice now. No oh, clipping. We're you're good. You're a little louder. No, we're, well, I'm louder because I have a deeper voice. Do we have to not talk over each other? We can talk over each oh other. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> that was good. Hey, we're back. It's Mrs. and Mr. Mad Money Monster, and today we're going to talk about Zoom Zoom. Cars. Yes. Money pits. Sometimes. Well, I guess if you're Jerry Seinfeld or Jay Leno, where you collect a lot of them and they appreciate in value, then maybe they're not money pits. Yes, cars generally are liabilities and not assets. Well, you know the story. You, you go and you buy a brand new car and you drive it around the block and go to return it. They'll take off five, six Oh, sure. Yeah, dollars. as soon as you drive it right, off, off the lot. It as soon yes. as it drives off the of lot. Of course. <laughs> so tell your story. First of all, what about your car? My first car. I mean, that's when you start spending money. And I'll get into what I had to deal with, but go ahead. So we're Gen Xers. Yes. So, okay, I, I say that because I feel like cars aren't as big of a deal as they used to be to kids coming of age, like driving age. I feel like millennials, Gen Z, they're not as excited about getting their license. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but that's just my perception and what I've seen. And, and again, we could go forever on as to why that is. Is it because, you know, there's more to keep people entertained at home and there's just nowhere to go? Social media now has replaced the, the mall as the hub of social interfacing. Um, or is yeah, it just simply because people want to avoid fiscal responsibility and <laughs> just would rather bum a ride from somebody? Or Uber, because we didn't have Uber or Lyft. But, you know, I, I don't know. Okay, Basically, I was so excited to get my license. Same the here. day I turned, so we're in Pennsylvania, and I was then as well. So back then, I think it was, you had to be like, was it, I can't remember now. 15, 15? and a half. It was, was 15, it 15 and a half to get your learner's permit. permit. Right. And then when you turned 16, you could get your driver's so license. So I had to go get my permit, but that entailed like taking a, a computerized test, mm-hmm. right? So you had to get over that hurdle to get the permit. Yes. And then you had, I think, three months you had to keep the permit, I think. Does that make, does that ring a bell? I thought from, it may be for you it was three months. For me it was six months. So the first day I could, I could take that computer test, I took it. I remember standing in line at the DMV taking that test. And then I had my permit the shortest amount of time possible. Like the day I could quali- I qualified to take the driving test, I, I went down there and I did that. And I failed the first time, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, good for you. Actually, I think I failed the computer test the first time too. I know it's so embarrassing. This, I was this, this nervous. So much. I was nervous. Back to the history of my cars, right? Okay, so I'm 16, and my parents actually took my dad's car off of the insurance, which was actually a VW bus. It was really, really cool. Um, cool. I was embarrassed of it back then. But now I'm like, wow, my dad was so like trendy and fashion forward. <laughs> anyway, so they took his car off of the insurance so they could afford to put me on the insurance. And they bought me a Subaru, I want to say it was a Subaru sedan, like GL or something. I don't know. But we bought it from a from a crappy lot. And I'm sure we way overpaid. I'm sure probably the the 
the odometer was turned back. Like it was back in that day, right? You had no idea what you were getting. We financed it, of course, through that crappy lot because this is what my parents did sometimes. Yeah, so it had like probably 100,000 miles on it at the time. I think I think they bought it for like 2,500, you know. And I, honestly, I wasn't even asking for a car. I really wasn't. Like I turned that age and I had the car before I even got my license. Hmm. And so my mom was like, let's go get you a car. And, you know, what 15-year-old, 16-year-old is going to say, no, no, that's not the financially responsible thing to do. Well, right. I'm sure they're out there, but I wasn't one of them. <laughs> right. Anyway, so I had that car through a high school and, okay, so high school, yes. And then after high school, I got that, a few jobs, you know, I sex chicks. We talked about that in another podcast. Um, and then I got a job at a factory and I started at that job as a contingent, as a temporary employee. And as soon as they hired me full time, I was like, whoa, I am rolling in the dough now. I have so much stability and financial security that it is time I deserve to upgrade to the car I've always wanted, right? And that was, dun, dun, dun. The Mitsubishi. <laughs> Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yes, but it was like the top-of-the-line model. It had a spoiler. It had leather interior. It had the sunroof. It had everything. It had it all. <gasps> I see this car. For sale, we were driving past, we, me, my mom, and dad, um, after I got my, my factory job making, I think I started out at like 9.40 an hour, something like that. <laughs> so, of course, someone who's making probably 20000 or less a year should certainly go out and buy a car for, I think it was 14000 Oh, my. Right. <laughs> so... Oh. Three quarters of my income. It's a year's wages. Right. (laughs) That's like somebody with a $100,000 salary buying a $75,000 car. Like like now that seems absolutely insane to me. But at the time I was like, this is so cool. I deserve this, right? So we, we walked in, walked into the showroom. Someone came rushing over to help us out. And, uh, the salesperson you know, I, I knew I wanted the car and my parents weren't going to stop me because, like we talked about before, like cars are a symbol in America of how well you're doing, mm-hmm. right? You drive the car around and everybody sees you in the car. It's kind of like clothes that you wear, right? Like it's an extension of who you are and your personality and how much how much you have and how well you're doing, even though that's not <laughs> always the case. Yeah, so it was stick shift. It was 14000 I didn't know how to drive stick shift, but I learned on the way home proud of that uh financed it for five years so that's 60 months and i can still remember my payment i have no idea i no idea what the interest rate was um but my payment was i think 331 dollars a month and that did not count the car insurance which was over 100 i want to say it was like 120 130 a month because I, I was, you know, I was like 19 years old. And was it considered a sports car? Oh, yeah. It had yeah. twin turbo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so when the salesperson was selling me this car, um, they brought me into a room on my own, right? Uh, you know, and I'm 18, 19, whatever. I don't know anything. 
And they're saying, well, you should buy the insurance on the, like the added, you know, the extended plan, because if one of those turbos goes out, that's going to be over a thousand dollars to fix. And of course, being a kid without parental, although I don't think my parents would have stopped me. I think they probably would have <laughs> encouraged me to get that extra <laughs> insurance. Um, so I was scared a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, I can't afford that bill. Right. So I said, sure. Yeah, of course I want that. So I'm sure that added on to my monthly payment. So I'm sure. So I was literally, oh my gosh, like 75% of my income was just to drive that car around, which was insane. Oh my gosh. And yet people do it. <gasps> yes. But it did have a blue pinstripe. It was all white. Well. Blue pinstripe, you, you charcoal forgot, leather interior. You forgot interior. to mention the pinstripe. Right? That, that makes it all worthwhile. Oh, and I put a, a boss sound system in it. Mm. Like Pioneer. I had the Rockford Fosgate subwoofer. I know. (laughs) Thinking back now, it seems ridiculous. (laughs) But man, was I cool at the time. But imagine how much money I would have saved. What's your first car? I have other cars, you know. (laughs) Well, we're not going to go through all of them. We don't have to go through all of them. The the point, I guess, out of this podcast is, for me, I'm, I'm very cynical when it comes to cars. I did not inherit my father's love of the automobile. According to my mother and everybody in our family, my father always had to have a new car and and a car was a huge status symbol to him. And my father is like the car whisperer. He can hear a, a pinging going on and tell you exactly what's going on. If a valve is leaking or this is happening, he can tell you everything. So he's, he's a genius when it comes to that. But my mother told me that when they divorced, one of the things she was so relieved about was there wasn't anybody bringing home a new car pretty much every month. (laughs) And my father always came home with a new car going, Bonnie, this has got everything. This is the one. This is the one. This is it. I'm done now. No more. No more cars. (laughs) This is the one. I'm done. But he still does that. And he still does it. 70-some years old. He's still doing it. And, you know, he was very, I think, disappointed I did not inherit his passion for the automobile for cars. So anyway, my point is my first car was a 1975 Ford Maverick I got for my 16th birthday. And to to precede this, to keep on track with the financial end of things, in a previous podcast I mentioned that my mother started the harping process on paying for a vehicle when I was around 11 or 12 years old. (laughs) And as I had said previously, it would start with, so you're going to be turning 16 in a couple years. Uh, What are you doing about money for a car? You know, but that is such a stark difference from what I had. Here I was, I wasn't even like begging for a car or it wasn't even in my wheelhouse. And my parents, well, my mom was like, no, you're going to have a car and we're going to take your dad's car off of our insurance so we can afford to pay for your insurance. Can you, right. My my mother would not do that. (laughs) Well, I can't imagine most mothers would. I certainly (laughs) would not. She would not have. So I, I had I had this Ford Maverick and and I saved up for years between starting I mean legally before you're allowed to work to get your working papers I mowed lawns I was uh, a landscaper I did all these things and saved up fast money food. fast food I did it all <laughs> and it was all for the car all for the car all for car insurance and then my mother well, it wasn't made, really for the car it's for the freedom. Yes, but that's where the money was going. And my mother made me do a budget because she said, you know, owning a car is more than just having it sit out in a parking lot. You have tires to get. There's inspection. 
uh, there, there's maintenance, blah, 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 da, 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 you know, gasoline, all that stuff. And gas is only going to go up. That's <laughs> what I remember her always saying. Gas will only go up. Now I got the rug pulled out from under me because only a couple weeks after I got my first car and I just got my license, uh, because again, I, I got my driver's permit at 15 and a half and I passed the test the first time. Oh, whatever. And I passed the driver's <laughs> test, oh, the, the on-road test. Of course you did. And I got my license and I was itching <laughs> to drive. And I came home from school one day and my car was gone. Here my mother called my father. Uh, he They were divorced, but she, he was part of the 16th birthday thing. And he came up and he took the car and he sold it. But years later, we found out why. I, it took 30 years to find out why. I we'll, found we'll, out I found out why on a holiday. You found from out. Stepdad. My stepfather told you. And to up until that point, I never knew. But you also recently had a classmate that was killed in a car accident. Yes, a close friend. And they, they thought you were going down a path of like a partying kind of path. And they didn't want you to have that hot rod car. Yes. But anyway, enough about the high school car. Right. Let's talk about that car you deserved after graduating college well let before we do that let's talk about that car i felt i deserved when i got a full-time with benefits paying gig after i came home from california worked at the movie theater my first brand new car off the lot was a 1988 nissan sentra i got this car right off the lot and and i did the whole thing the salesman got the whole thing on me (laughs) oh you're gonna need this and you're gonna want that wait how old were you let's oh i was i was just turning 20 I oh, just so turned about 20. the same yeah. age as when I bought my Eclipse. Yeah. Now, my payments were $180 a month. And what were you making at the theater? Uh, said- at that time, probably starting, I was making 25000 Oh, so your ratio is a little better than mine. Yeah, I was making 25000 with benefits. <laughs> Not much. But so I felt I deserved it. Hey, I had car. benefits too. I, I deserved it Understood. too. I, I had made it. Understood. <laughs> and I thought I deserved that car. I just went nuts with money. At that time, and and I fell right. behind sometimes on my car payments, and it was just a, a huge albatross around my neck. The, the the ending story to that is I did end up paying the car off, and and the, and I, the story in that is that you met an influential person in your life, yes, which we, we are going to make another podcast. We'll do out another of, podcast. So we're not going into that right now. So, so real quick, to tur- before turning it back to you, the the car I felt I deserved after graduation of college, I, I went back to college at. Um, uh, 26 and I graduated at 28 with a bachelor's in teaching history and I got my first real teaching gig right out of college I mean I walked right out graduation was in May I had a job at the end of June full-time job and I thought I am going to treat myself <laughs> treat myself what, to you, some what debt. do you do right I'm going <laughs> to treat myself to some debt and went out and got a 1995 it was 96 the year was 96 oh. but I got a 1995 Honda Civic sporty brand new brand new yeah. i mean this thing had the spoiler and the, yeah it had cruise control and it was it had it was all loaded. the bells. it was loaded it was all loaded. the bells and luxury whistles. luxury and what a mistake and how much uh, that car at that time was over fifteen thousand. and how much were you making as a new teacher i, I was making less <laughs> as a teacher than i was as a movie theater manager such a shame i started at 25.5. When I left the theater, I was making over 40. Oh my I was goodness. making over $40,000 plus benefits as a movie theater manager. Got my degree, became a teacher, and started at 25.5. That is, that is something else. Yeah, that's something okay, else. Okay, so. Says a lot about our education system yeah, in this country. Well, 
That's another podcast. That's as another well. podcast. <gasps> okay, so you you did the same thing. You were you were paying an enormous amount of your salary, but I was married. toward that car. Yes, but what does that have to do with that? That that makes it even worse, actually. Okay, <laughs> don't you think? Well, there was a combined income. Yes, I guess, but that wasn't. It wasn't like a double income. It was right. Right. It was right. right. So you were kind of the breadwinner at that point. At that point, yes. Yeah, so. So it was an expensive. Poor choice. Treat. It was a yeah, poor an choice. expensive poor choice treat. <laughs> it was like eating that Big Mac oh, and you know you shouldn't. So delicious. And it was so great going down. And then about an hour later, you go, oh, what did I just eat? I should probably run 10 miles. Yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> that that's exactly what it was. And right after that coming winter. Mm hmm. We sold the car. I mean, it was terrible in the snow. Oh, yeah. It was sure. a low-riding vehicle. Yeah. It, it was it was a sled. It, it was the most impractical car for where we lived. So you totally lost money on that deal. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So did you learn from that, though? It was moving from that car. Then what did you get after that? Like, oh, did you make better decisions yes, after yes. that? Yes, yes. I got a used pickup truck. I got a okay. used Toyota truck. And I loved it. It was mm-hmm. the kind that I wanted. It was maroon. Uh, stick shift, and I got a lot of use out of that truck. I, as a teacher, I was in charge of a class, so there were there was always something with floats and hauling wood and all this other stuff. Yeah. It, 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 I got my money's worth, and it was used. Yeah. It was not a brand new truck, mm-hmm. and um, I beat the tar out of that truck. I mean, with work. You know, I can say one thing I have never done is bought a new car. I mm. have no, And I don't really have a desire to do so. Hmm. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's one check in the positive column. Although I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not new car opposed. Like some sure. financial people are like, no, never buy a new car. Blah, blah, blah. Because I don't know. If you plan on keeping it forever and you don't, you know, they have these 0% deals, even if you finance it, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing to do. It's just not something for me. Yeah, I would, I, I would say do. the same. I mean, Let's go into what we were driving two years ago. Okay. And now you go. what we're driving now. So yes, we are completely car debt free and have been for quite some time. Um, when we met, I had two cars actually, which certainly was not smart, but one was kind of a beater. Um, one was a, a Grand Cherokee, a Jeep Grand Cherokee, um, you know, four wheel drive, the whole deal. Um, and then the other one was a beater, which I mostly drove. The other one I, I kept for like biking. If I wanted, wanted to take my ba- mountain bike somewhere, I didn't want to be stuck in the snow. I had that, you know. Uh, but when we met, we were two hours apart. So I wasn't going to drive the beater up to see you in the winter, right? Two hours right. in the winter because it's a little, you know, it's a risky. It can be. So, or it could be. So I uh, made the decision to just sell them both. And I purchased a Mazda 3. I think mm-hmm. it's a Mazda 3. It's a Mazda 3. 3. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, I thought about the Hondas and the Toyotas. and But, you know what? The Mazda was a little less expensive. And it was, you know, I mean, it's nice. You know, it's nice. It's, it's a very nice car. So And it runs very it's well. It's efficient. It was great. So I purchased that car. Yes. Right? And then when we met, you had a Nissan Juke. 
I had a juke. I, I did have a pickup truck. I had traded that right. in. Right. Uh, yeah, actually. When we met, did you have the truck? I did have the but truck. But then you had an accident with it, right? I did have an accident with yeah. it, yes. And then you traded... And it was, it was also a gas guzzler coming to visit you. Yeah, so you traded that in and got the juke. Correct. Um, Which was not brand new. Was not brand new. And we paid that off pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, like, like you took the, you took the loan on it, but it was paid off within like months. It was paid right? off within three months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I remember that. Cause I remember we were talking, I mean, we weren't living together. We weren't at, but I remember you calling me and saying, well, you know, I have this money. I should, I'm like, pay it off. Just pay it off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah, that conversation. I, I remember that too. <laughs> and actually I took, I took out a small loan for the Mazda when I, when I purchased that, I was still on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, even after, well, I mean, trading in the two cars, you know, really brought down the, the, the payment of the Mazda, even though it was, it was a used car. It was a certified, whatever, certified pre-owned, I don't know what they call them these mm-hmm. days, but, um, so, but I still took out a small It's still one. used. It's still used, yeah. Whatever they whatever. want. Whatever. It right. sounds better, Certified right? pre-owned. <laughs> it's used. Yes, it's used. And I was completely fine with that. But I can remember paying that off i got a bonus from work and you know it was a, a few thousand left on i was like you know i'm just gonna get rid of that even though it was a low interest rate it's... so yeah we've been you know debt free you didn't like your juke one no i didn't it, it was a lot smaller right yes than you the more you got used to it and the more you the longer you had it the the smaller the less it I enjoyed seemed it. I, right? I just didn't enjoy the vehicle yeah i mean i didn't mind i thought it was a cute car yeah but i just didn't enjoy yeah it. you it just wasn't for you and then we got on this van life kick for a for a hot second. For a hot second. And <laughs> we thought, well, since you don't like your juke anyway, let's sell it. Let's try this, you know, part-time van life sort of thing. Now, we were never going to, like, you know, do this, like, live in our van. Yeah, but we, we weren't were, going to travel the country living in this We this were going to maybe take, van. like, right. you know, little, little trips here and there, little weekend trips here and there. Um... And so we, we sold it. It was around Christmas time, I remember. We sold yes. we sold the Juke, and it was four-wheel drive, so we got a nice... It sold quickly, and, you know, we got a nice amount for it. Uh, so then we took some of that money, and we bought a van. <laughs> yes, 1994 GMC van. A Vandura. Vandura. It was awesome. It was a great... It had blue velvet interior. Oh, my God, it was a beauty. Yeah, I'm saying was because we no longer have it in our possession. We sold it. <laughs> we had it for about a year. And I still have yet to write a blog post about right. this. Right, we, we can get into the details. And again, that is time. another blog post. To, to sum it up, running around in a van and having adventures in a van was a much better idea, idea. than it was a reality. <laughs> yes, we've, we've... But you know what? We took a chance. And, you know, before we, before we executed our our idea i even thought in my head ah is this really gonna work or are we just gonna end up selling this juke and just getting another buying another car Mm -hmm. in the end anyway a year later yes that's pretty much what happened um however the car that we bought replaced the juke but became my car became your car and i have this is the first time this is the first time i'm coming out with this information yes so I drive a BMW. <laughs> However, but <laughs> it's a 2012 
we did pay cash for it. We sold the van. We paid cash for it. And so this is not a $60,000 purchase by no. any stretch. No. It is the most expensive car I think I bought in my life, but it was still well under $20,000. Yes. But it's beautiful and I love it. Yes, the, I know the maintenance is going to be expensive when that comes up. But yeah. I really enjoy it and I've always wanted one. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it is what it is. And it's well, something that I want and, you know, that's fine. We have no payments on it. Again, yes, we're, you know, we save money other ways. We, you know, with our home and, and everything else. So, and I'm not apologizing for it. Well, there you go. Take <laughs> Take a stand on something. You know it. <laughs> I, I drive the Mazda 3. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. We, we take turns sometimes. Cars don't do anything for me. I You know, look, the, the, the car runs great. It has great mileage. There's nothing wrong with it. If My attitude is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I, I have to say that I don't need like now that i have this bmw i don't need to run out and get another one after this one dies you know no, so i don't know to run it into the ground i don't know if i'll get another one you know it's not right. like it would it wouldn't kill me to go back to something else right you know, something non-luxury and, and this is you know? this is what i mean my father doesn't understand why i don't get excited about yeah. cars yeah and i don't we get excited about our bottom line. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Because to me, I just that. see, look, the, the, the car is going to rust. The car is going to break <laughs> down. It's going to fall apart. It's going to do all of those things. And unless you're putting them in a garage and cocooning them and preserving them, they, they do not increase but, in value. But, you know, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the style of my car. I enjoy the interior. I like when I see it and I, you know... I'm walking to it in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, I love it. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but it shouldn't be 75% of your income to pay for it, right? right. I guess that's that's just the bottom line. Do everything within reason. Well, that's right? part of the consumer trap, you know. Every year you got to get the new model because it's going to have this. When that thing runs on water... <laughs> Then I'll be impressed. Cars can talk to you all they want. They can give you all kinds of, you know, night vision and all that other stuff. It's still running on the same technology that Henry Ford put under the, the hood way back. It's still running on the internal combustion engine. And it's and still that's just, it. just a means to an end. It's right. getting you where you want to go. It's just to get you from A to B. Yeah. So, right. I, if, if I'm going on a business venture... I, I want to make sure I pull up in something at least decent. I don't want to pull up in something that's primered and held together with duct tape and fiberglass <laughs> right. tape. Right, there is there is something that, you know, you should right. be prideful about there. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, a car, like you had said, is a means to an end and a money pit. All you're going to do is put money into that vehicle. Yeah, they're liabilities. No matter how yep. many weekends you wash it <laughs> and keep it, you know, waxed and creamed and buffed and polished and whatever it is and you know, black magic those but tires. I can say there's nothing wrong with that either. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I I make sure, you know, we keep our cars pl pretty clean, yeah. you know. And you know, it is it is still yes, it is still part of your image and an extension of you. Yes. So again, you just have to be smart. I think that's what all of our podcasts come down to, right? I mean, it's just Well, I think anybody listening to these probably listen more for the entertainment value <laughs> than than the practicality because 
it all does just come down to common sense to make smart decisions and make yeah, smart decisions exactly and what we talk about is we're not pontificating. We we've made some oh, yes. really lousy oh, yes. financial decisions. Oh yes, sure. Really bad ones. Sure. Buying that juke was a waste of money, a total well, waste of money. But you didn't know that at the time. Uh, at, I knew it on day one. Yeah, I wasn't excited to get it. Mm. I I was an idiot. <laughs> you weren't. An I was idiot. an idiot. No, I should have got something better, and I didn't have to spend as much as I did. Huh. And I even though I paid it off in three months. Yeah. That's still money out the window. Yeah. You know, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers. It's still a ton. <laughs> this is true. Right? Yeah. So. So what's the future of our car situation? Who knows? I, I think know. right now the future is they're sitting in the garage and we're going to run them until we can. We will. We will definitely run them until we can't anymore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And to buy a new car cash is a large chunk of yes. money that I just. That you're putting oof. into that car and then it's gone. Yeah. And you're not getting any investment back on it. You go to sell the car, no matter how nice it is, you go to sell it, you're always going to take a beating on it. Yeah. 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 For me, I'd rather, I'd much rather get a, a vehicle that's a few years older. Yeah. The model that I want that has more options than get the base model brand new. Yeah. But that's just my thing. So that's our car yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's our car podcast. I don't know if anybody got anything out of you it. You say that every time. I don't know. Aren't they? I hope they're entertained. I, I hope so. I hope somebody's entertained out there. <laughs> this is what we say at the end. Just be smart. Just make smart choices. That's all it comes down to. And if you make dumb ones like us, just try to realize that and try to make <laughs> a better one on the, on the other side. <laughs> right. If you just keep getting better from where you are today, you should eventually be fine. Because that's the story of our life. So anyway. Yes. All right. Well, zoom, zoom, zoom and zoom, right? Zoom, zoom, zoom and zoom. Great podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and we're out. Uh, head on over to iTunes and give us a like and a review. And if you want to read our blog, it's madmoneymonster.com. And we are all over social media at Mad Money Monster. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at themadmoneymonster at gmail.com.